You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for tuning in to the Paper Cuts Podcast, issue 69, because <laughs> we're children. I am your host, Dan Ryan, and joining me this week is Mr. Matthew Much. I'm Matt Man. He certainly is. Mr. Evan Goldstein. Hello. And the thankfully sober Mr. Dean DeFalco. Recording. R- recording. <laughs> Test. All right. Good. It was an excellent week in comics, I felt anyway, so let's jump right into the books. Venom Gentlemen, Space Night. we're going to start. Yep, that's where we're starting. <laughs> Venom Space Night number three. Because Guys, I liked we, it. We joked about it last week, and I said I wasn't going to read it, and I fucking read it. <laughs> written, we written by Robbie Thompson. <laughs> yep. Art by Ariel Olivetti. And this was by far the best issue of the series so far. It's getting better. It's good. Yeah. And now we will never, ever read it ever again. Nope. Until number four comes <laughs> That's out. That's right. <laughs> this is going to be our fucking trials and tribulations right here. Venom Space Night every week. We're we're all hanging in for a reason. What reason is that? I We haven't determined the reason, you, but you we're know, all hanging for, in for a reason. I, I, I found my reason. Sentient symbiote did you write that down as you were reading the book like i have to use this phrase yes okay the ss so okay so let's let's just run through it real quick uh venom uh well flash thompson is uh on his way to uh, a little r&r he he's going to a pleasure planet it's like bora bora he says and on the way they get a, a distress signal uh he is hopeful that the planet just needs uh some high fives uh, but when it gets there, it's a giant lava planet, and there's a bunch of Medusa-looking women uh, fighting around. They all look exactly the same, but the most fucked up part, and I don't know if anybody else caught this, but to me, the sh- the, the craziest part was that their eyebrows were also snakes. Yeah, that was a little creepy. I didn't see that. I did I, not I see did. that either. Yeah, you, you get a like, close-up of her face at one point, and I'm just like, I want none of that. Like, the Medusa thing is fine, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, the, the snake hair and whatever. He just went too far. But, like, eyebrow snakes? Like, the, it's just like, Jesus I don't Christ. see what you're talking about. What, what's next? Trouser snakes? Uh, uh, whoa! Nuts. Issue 69, what? <laughs> anyway, getting sexy. Getting something. Evan, do you really not see it? Yeah, I just see eyebrows. Mostly. Page no, they're, they're connected to oh, her the first... fucking hair. Page yeah, four. The first, uh, the lady down at the bottom. Yeah, she has uh, eyebrow. But then they, oh, they don't okay, actually. That. All oh, right, uh, I see. Okay, I was just looking at the one that he made out with later that. on in the book. Well, it, in yeah. that whole frame, every single one has it. Okay. So I mean, that's just inconsistency and sloppiness at that point. That's Jesus, Minus four Ariel, points, Ariel. Ariel. God damn it! Pour all your eyebrow snakes telling. with some consistency. I, I gotta sir. give her credit though. I mean, because she draws like um, he, he, like he, he, whatever. It's cool. He, uh, he draws like a uh, um, uh, Secret Wars cover guy, Alex Ross. He, he's got that very uh, his painterly, painterly, painterly realistic look. like yes. look. So some it's like Salvador Dali started making comic books. Yeah, it's, it uh, looks it's, real good. It does. It does it looks that's great. one it thing we have really said about good. this book consistently. It is a pretty book. And the story might be catching up. You think so? Yeah. Maybe. So uh, Venom uh, goes down to this planet, but the uh, the Venom, the symbiote, as we all know, 
uh, because we've all read our history, is uh, weak against fire. So he gets a mech suit uh, instead with a big sword because apparently on this planet you can't use guns. So uh, bollocks to that. He gets a sword and uh, immediately gets attacked by uh, Medusa, Snake Eyebrow Woman, and uh, befriends her and says, no, like, I'm here to help. I'm here to save you, whatever. Um, they go on an adventure. Like, really not much happens in the book. It was, all, like, this issue was just all set up for what's coming. Mm-hmm. They uh, There's some Tolkien references. Uh, she says his name weird. It's trying to be cheeky. Flesh. Flesh Thompson. It's not cheeky enough. There's the fight scenes look really good. You know, like we said, the book looks gorgeous. Uh, uh, Flash- tell me the robot part wasn't funny when he's like, "If you die, can I drive your spaceship into the nearest star?" No, you can. You can write <laughs> epic songs about me instead. Yeah, that was I started funny. fucking. <laughs> I had to take funny. a minute. That was good. So uh, Flash Flash jumps into this volcano. There's a, a piece of technology down there. He destroys it. Comes back up. Uh, starts making out with the snake-headed woman. No, she, she comes him, on to him. Well, okay, yeah, you know. let's get it right. She uh, she offers him a place in her husband's stable, uh, which is, you know, not something Flash is into. Jumps back on the uh, spaceship. Uh, 803 has built him some new legs. I have uh, a in the meantime, I have a statement. With all the sci-fi robots and, and mech mm-hmm. suits and fucking symbiote aliens, he yeah. literally put shoes on two sticks. Yep. And, yes, he did. And he's calling awesome. them extra legs. Look, 803 <laughs> isn't a very advanced. He's a depressed fucking robot. He did the best he could <laughs> in his lackadaisical state. And they were. He is a fan of Forrest Gump. Like, I saw those and I just, like, <laughs> instantly Dan. in my head, I went, Lieutenant Dan, you got your magic legs. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Jenny. Flash, you got new legs. <laughs> isn't he a lieutenant at some I point? I think too? so. <laughs> Lieutenant Flash, you got your magic legs. So, so we, what we're saying is we have to read the next one to see if the story actually catches up to the art. <laughs> well, yeah. So, okay. So the the bad guys that have been chasing Flash uh, since the beginning, uh, they they show up like right after Flash leaves uh, to go to the planet Bora Bora, the Pleasure Planet, and uh, the the captain of the ship says, "No, pursue the agent of the cosmos." Because <laughs> goddamn it, we got to get that in there every it's fucking issue. Never not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he says, uh, you know, we'll get to the Pleasure Planet, we'll unleash, and I don't know if I'm reading too much into this guy's name, but this big hulking beast of a bad guy that they're going to sick on Flash Thompson is Pick Rollo. That's so fucking close to Rick Roll that has to be on purpose, right? <laughs> We're never gonna give you. I, oh, I, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it now. I hope okay. it happens. You mean that Venom Space Knight on is a one giant Rick Roll? <laughs> it fucking seems like it. The first comic-based Rick Roll ever. Oh, God damn it! If you so read anyway, the guys. first letter of every bubble and put them all together, <laughs> son of a bitch, never gonna give you up. So he uh, Flash gets his magic legs. And uh, 803 says, you know, the, your friend is piloting the ship. And Flash's response, as you would imagine, is, who the fuck is my friend? Because we're here alone. And uh, he says, the Clintar. And the vet, the symbiote suit has the last <laughs> line in the book. And he says, Flash, we should probably talk. To be continued. Did you and see this the is cover the first... for the next issue, though? Yeah. This is the first time reading it where I got to that part where it said, want to know what happens next? And I went, yes! Yes, I do! <laughs> really, bitch! I really want the first line of the next issue to be, uh, Flash, we should probably talk. 
because you've been inside of me. And I have herpes. <laughs> you've been inside me, Flash. Dude, like, he, uh, he looks all venomy. I'm 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 kinda hyped. It was alright. I can't believe I we're st- talking about this book like this. Uh, it's still not a good book, no. but like this It's better. If this would have been the first issue, I would have been fucking hyped on it. You know what I mean? I would have been like, all right, pretty sweet debut issue, not bad. But the two issues that came before this, like this should have been number one. Look, they needed a warm up. They gave us owl tits. I'm put, willing to I'll, give those a was, mulligan. That's what I was going to say. If they had put owl tits in this issue, it would be perfect comic. Agreed. You know what? Agre- they should have given the Medusa chicks bigger boobs, more cleavage, would have been best book in the world, in North America, in the world, in the universe. Unfortunately, that's not the era we're quickly moving into. <laughs> no. You said that's so sad. Now I'm sad. <laughs> I have very little going on, and uh, giant comic boobies are kind of at the top of the list, and there's fewer and fewer. Oh, that much. I love you, man. Never change. You should be reading some more Grimm's fairy tales books. They're anyway, so bad. For days. Oh, they're Whatever. so bad. Boobs for days, though. Right. Oh, That's God. Oh, okay. Yeah, my cheeks hurt now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, fuck, man. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought it. you were going to say that. The most resounding oh. endorsement of any book. Oh, fuck. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a buy it from me, Dean. Fucking buy it. <laughs> Evan. Yes, say it. Buy it. <laughs> Matt. I've been on board all three issues, so I'm <laughs> I great. know you have. Oh. God damn it. See, Matt's, right. Matt stuck it out thing. and he was right in the end. There's just one the only thing is with all with the increasing number of like painterly quality art styles in, in books, none of these artists are really able to to infer real motion every uh frame is like a still painting it is it is somewhat static i will give you that it's a good static it's good it's great but they're they're like very still frames and some of the the more i guess classic comic styled artists and some of the the sketchier art styles do uh confer what they convey motion (laughs) much better Gun fewer motion better. Well, we had a couple of <laughs> examples of that in the rest of the books we we read. I mean, that's true. All but one, in my opinion. Well, let's uh, <clears throat> let's segue. Let's segue from a book with really good art to uh, a book where, as I was reading it, uh, my daughter came up to me, uh, Katie. She's very she's very into the uh, comic book podcast. She's like, "Can I listen?" Like, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> oh dear. Until you're older. All um, those things I just said. <laughs> But uh, she she said, Daddy, why are you reading a Ghostbusters book where they look so stupid? Their chins are so big. Come on. And I said, well, honey, you know, it's just the way this guy draws. And she said, well, he shouldn't. (laughs) That is so your child. (laughs) Fair enough. So uh, Ghostbusters International number one, written by uh, Eric Burnham and drawn by my daughter Katie's least favorite artist, apparently, Dan Schoening. And I apologize, (laughs) sir. I'm sure you're a lovely gentleman. Um, Man, I don't know how I felt about this book because I love me some Ghostbusters. But uh, I think I said it when we reviewed the Ghostbusters Get Real book. 
I am uh, I am on board with my daughter Katie on this one. I just don't like the way it looks. It's weird because I don't like the panels where the Ghostbusters show up. The rest of yeah, them are everything okay. Else All is of fine. them. Everything else, like there's there's a couple of images. Like, there's a couple of panels where it's just some other chick, the the, the fortune teller. Those panels well, look that, fine. But but see, here's the thing. That fortune teller, like page one, yes. right? It's the first. It's the first page mm-hmm. when. When Ray goes to that fortune teller, that's the same girl from the beginning of the first Ghostbusters movie when Venkman is trying to like take her on a date and he's zapping the shit out of the other dude and he's like, I was just about to say, eight o'clock. It It looks just like her. Like the likeness is spot on. Well, that's the only likeness that they got. Maybe right because Mr. Shoning is not doing a great job of nailing the likeness of the other characters. Well, I don't know. I think he, uh, Walter Peck looks a lot like, uh, yes. what's his face? Yes, he does. This, yeah, we had this know. conversation. That's right, sir. Was it last? This man has no dick. Where, where were we Such talking about? Such a great line. Um, Doctor, no. Doctor Who. Yeah. We had that conversation yeah, where if they try and they just get just shy of it, we hate it because it, it's not nothing. No. Right. They're not even trying. It's sort of maybe. Hey, he looks like the goofy one. That must be Ray. Hey, look, it's the black guy. It, but like that's it. <laughs> well, Poor I, I, I was under it. the impression that maybe they just didn't have the rights to the likenesses, but they had the rights to the the mythos, and maybe that's why they don't look like them. I think I, that's. The, I, I think probably I think my, right. Because I, I mean, think my biggest problem with it is that the faces on the Ghostbusters. Oh, they're very are cartoony. Drawn completely different from anything else they look like fucking hanna-barbera cartoons well he they've been drawing them this way since i i the since the the original incarnation yeah well yeah because this is pretty far along this is i think two years in for ghostbuster books yeah so yeah they they've been drawing them this way for a while and while i don't love it it i you know it is what it is i I I didn't go into this book imagining that I was going to get grade A. I didn't think I was going to see Bill Murray as Vankman fucking doing his thing. So I I mean it's it's whatever. It didn't bother me, but you could clearly see that they got who they wanted to look exactly like in there, and then the other ones they were like, oh, we're gonna fudge it because we can't make them look like Dan Aykroyd and. Ernie yeah. Hudson and just, you read previous Ghostbusters books? A few. Okay. Yeah. It is Miss Griffin, right? Is that her name, Miss Griffin? Is she, mm-hmm. is she a, a constant? Is like she a normie or is she new? She's she's been in most. She, uh, of the rest she's of part of the new Ghostbusters. Okay. Is she uh, Janine's twin? No. No. They're not related. No. no. Oh, okay. Because it looks like Janine. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? Now I'm looking at the frames. Like they're just shy each of other. identical. Yeah, it, it all they did was change the hair. Yeah. To be honest, but yeah, I mean, I thought that was just something I missed. I I don't know the Ghostbuster books. When it comes to the monsters and stuff, they're always great looking. Yeah, the the ghosts looked awesome. Everything else, like Evan said, everything else in this book looks excellent, except for the Ghostbusters. Well, <laughs> except yeah, for those, I, I their mean, chins. Erlen Vinter, uh, like that is they put time and detail into that man's face. Then you go to fucking Winston Zeddemore, and dude, just it's there's nothing there. There's like barely any detail. Just big lips and dark skin. It's it's Mr. Popo. Like it is that oh, offensive God, yeah. of a caricature of a black man. <laughs> it really fucking is like. 
All right, what did it, we think it, of the story, though? Uh, the story, like, I, I, I don't feel, know. Well, I feel like we missed something because um, it this has the same problem the Transformers one does, where it's like, oh, Transformers 1, I could get to start a new story. No, you don't. You get to start <laughs> nope. this story that's picking up from the last story. We're just calling it a new story. Did, so did, here you go. Did you read the full-page explanation of what you missed? I, I did, uh, and it didn't necessarily help okay. me all that much. I guess I just cared less. Because that was enough for me on that page. I was like, okay. As seen it goes to annual foot. No, I don't care. As seen it, no, I don't care. Okay, ready, go. And Well, I don't know. Because when I was reading this, it was Vankman, Stance, Zetamore, and Spangler. And Peck was just, like, annoying the fuck out of them. And now I read this, and Peck is in charge of them. And now they're, like, working for the city. And then this chick, Kelly Kylie Griffin, shows up. And now Jenny Moran is there, and I'm uh, the fire station blew up, and I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? And then I thought yeah. about, and I've missed two years of comics for Ghostbusters, so, <laughs> so I missed a lot. <laughs> Matt, what did you so think? Because I know you're a fan of the Ghostbusters. Oh, I'm a huge book. fan of this series. Yeah. And, what did you uh, think of this issue? This was, this is pretty good, and it's it's going to be good, because I, I just love the this series is... Uh, writing it pays so much attention to all of the available source material and they use it you know fairly logically as far as you can say that about any comic right and it's really just like it uh it involves everything that's happened in in all uh different ghostbusters media and it rolls it into a a loving and cohesive storyline that if you kept up with it it's fantastic. I, I got to go back, Matt, because uh, I, I feel like I've missed so much, and I, I need to go back and read. I think I, it's I will, totally worth it to do that. The characterization is pretty damn spot on, like, yeah. especially Egon. Egon mm. is about perfect. I, I, I feel that the characterization of Venkman is a little bit off, and that may just be my own bullshit that I'm projecting into the book because it looks so much not like Bill Murray well, that I, I, think I read it's... it in Garfield's voice from like it's... the cartoon. <laughs> it looks more like Garfield, actually. Oh my God, you know I've made I mean? this like, fucking statement before. I'm not saying it again. I, I just, I have, um, I have a hard time I, I with it. I think that it's know? tough to capture Bill Murray's sense of humor. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard it's to not... convey that through through the, the, the book. It's not dry enough, maybe? I don't know. Oh, there's no. just, there's uh -oh. something. Did it happen? God damn it. Anyway, Ghostbusters. Buy it or pass, Evan? I'm half meh. He's half masked. I respect you. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I not a huge fan. The art is okay. The story wasn't enough to make me want to... But like, If the question was asked at the end of the book, I would say no. Okay. Dean? Uh, I, I'd get it. It's it's a, it's a an alright start, and I, I I like the art enough. It uh, The whole... Ghostbusters cartooniness didn't really turn me off that much. Okay, Matt? Oh, I say buy this and every single other one they write. <laughs> <laughs> He's already bought the next seven issues. I don't know how he did it. But... Pre-ordered, baby. Fair enough. It's a pass for me, so uh, so that I think it makes it a, a total two whoops and a yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was, that was a fucking 101 Dalmatians reference, kids. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm really upset that I knew that, but yes, what, what, what was that? Two barks and a, two whoops and a yip. Oh boy. Pongo, Perdita. Anyway, fuck man. 
Oh, that was one of my favorites. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Fucking what's next? Dalma- <laughs> Dalmatian Plantation. That's what's next. Uh, sort of tying into it. Cry Havoc, number one. A uh, new book written by uh, Cy Spurrier. <clears throat> Cy Spurling? Cy Spurrier? Oh. Spurrier. Spurrier. With art by uh, Ryan Kelly. This was uh, when we were talking about this last week off air. Uh, we were like, uh, this may not be a book. The, like the the tagline as they were trying to sell the book was, uh, this may not be a book about a lesbian soldier werewolf. And went, okay, sure. We'll read it. Here's hoping that it's not. Dirty Liars, that's exactly what it was. But so, it might. Yeah, they this said, was. But it might. This was totally a book about a lesbian soldier werewolf. And it starts in a very Tarantino esque fashion uh, at the end with uh, a woman in prison. We don't know who she is yet, but the the disembodied voice asks her uh, a re- uh, what I thought was a good question uh, to start this issue wa- off with of have you figured out which side you're on yet? Uh, are you inside the cage or are the rest of us out? And uh, we then cut to the beginning where we find uh, a young blue-haired lady meeting her, her girlfriend at the zoo for lunch. They're they lesbians. are they are they are lesbians that's true uh we we, we then we then get a uh a very uh vivid depiction of so, yo, some hyena clit of a giant erect hyena clitoris cuz apparently in a pack of hyenas i'm going to go with uh, mr spurrier and say that he did his research on this uh they have an extendable pseudo prick Okay, if he came up with that on his own, he he's I'm got some it as fact now. issues. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he didn't. I did, yeah, I didn't Google it when I was done because I didn't want extendable pseudo prick to be in my search I'm history. It. I'm doing it. I I'm searched for it. enough fucked up shit. Extendable pseudo prick. So now the armadillos, to armadillos have pseudo penises. They do. They Fucking do. echidnas have four-headed penises. What the I, hell? I hate to bring my children back up during a podcast, but uh, my kids, both of them, for some reason... <laughs> I don't know where this is don't, going. Don't no, say. They used to, uh, when they would see armadillos, okay. uh, like pictures or whatnot, they would call them armadildos, and that was really funny. Armadildos. Like, they were like two and a half, and they were like, Daddy, it's an armadildo. <laughs> certainly is, sweetheart. The it's spotted hyena she-penis. There you go. Okay, it's a thing. Okay, there you go. So there's there's a discussion about the... Uh, the pack mentality, which is, you know, kind of setting up the way the story is going to go later, because uh, Blue Haired Girl, turns out, is the uh, girl who was in the prison uh, at the beginning. And did we get she did we get that? I yeah. got that. Yeah. By did the end of the book, that? that's what it seems like. I'm if only for the fact that her hair was still blue. Yeah, it was okay, conveyed. But, uh, yeah. So. So we jump after the zoo, uh, like the girlfriend leaves, we then jump into the middle of the story and the blue haired girl. And I feel so bad, but like, I, I don't remember her name. Um, even as I'm looking through the book, they don't use her name very often. Like I keep <laughs> hunting skipping for her pages name to get to it. Yeah. Um, but she is now on a military uh, plane. They are going through uh, I, Afghanistan, I believe it was. And they are, so. they are on the warpath. And everybody on this plane seems to have some sort of weird thing about them. 
and we're not really sure what the weird thing is about our uh, our blue hair haired heroine yet. Lou. Lou, there we go. Louise. Louise right? goes by Lou. Yeah. So rhymes with blue. Rhymes with blue. <laughs> I see what they... <sighs> so she is uh she is on this plane and like everybody seems to be very strange and very a, a very odd cast of characters. It's a Chinook, um, right? What's that? The double helicopter. It's a Chinook? Yes. Sure. So they're discussing I'm learning so much stuff today. <laughs> they're they're discussing what's going to be happening. And then we jump back to Louise playing her violin outside of a courthouse. She, there's a lot of exposition in this book. Yes, there is. Um, a lot. Which is With very little explanation. I, is weird, yeah, right? <laughs> it's typically what I don't like about Cy Spurrier books is that he... Does he tends, do this a lot? Yes. Oh. Um, he wrote uh, the X-Men book when Marvel relaunched um, like two years ago. He wrote the X-Men book that focused on... Um, Xavier's kid. Okay. Ah, yeah. And it was, oh, God, it was wordy. Like, it was, it was like a novel every time. Um, but so we flash back and she's out. She's playing her violin, uh, outside of the courthouse. Uh, some, some dickhead lawyer throws a coin and, uh, she goes into the alley to get it and gets attacked by a werewolf. An electric werewolf. Boogie, boogie, boogie. An electric blue Superman werewolf. And he bites her in the chest. And then she wakes up, an old lady uh, wakes her up, and then we jump back into the military chopper, and they find out that they're going to hunt down this woman, uh, that Lynn Odell, she was a torturer for the U.S. government, and she apparently is a big monstrous beast. Uh, I guess she's a werewolf. She looked more like a Sasquatch in the photo. Mm. Is that just me? Yeah, no, I Where see. Squatch? Were squatch. I like that. <laughs> she was a were squatch. Let's go with that. She's a were squatch, and they give Louise uh, a rag to smell that apparently has her scent on it. She's gonna go hunt it because she is apparently a werewolf now. Uh too. That's electric that's werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. Boogie, electric boogie, werewolf. Boogie woogie woogie. Agent of the cosmos <laughs> that we are <laughs> supposed to go with. Then we cut back again to a bar where Lou is playing in a band and she's up there and she's rocking out and she starts to see like blue electric trails, very trippy. And she just, she just apparently cuts the violin solo to end all fucking violin solos. So I can't good. tell if the people liked it or not though. <laughs> they did. No, the, the people, the audience liked it. Cause the, the last, uh, the last panel on page uh, 22, okay. like the audience is up at the front and they're like, bah, high fives and dude's like raising his beard to her. But the rest of the band is so pissed off that they fire her for rocking out with a badass violin solo. It wasn't like, their I song. Can, I can only imagine it was the eruption of violin solos. Hmm? Rocking out with their she penis out. <laughs> oh, rocking out with their no. extendable pseudo pricks out anyway so uh she goes and she she gets a cut on her hand because she was rocking so goddamn hard and she didn't even notice it and she goes to the bathroom to wash it off and in the mirror there's big fucking werewolf and then she looks like she's freaking out and then we cut to the end and oh look it's lynn ordell the the person that we were hunting and she's the one who was talking to to lou in the cage the whole time and that's where the story ends and fuck man i don't know I think I liked it. No. But I don't think I want to read anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm done. 
and I while I was reading, I was like, all right. And then I got to end, and I'm like, well, that's that. It's the same discussion as with Blackjack Ketchum oh, 1. Thank God you're bringing this up. Because <laughs> there's, it's very enticing for a writer to try their hand at clever, non-linear storytelling, mm-hmm. but you can do it well, and you can do it really poorly, and you can do it with way too much seemingly pointless exposition as uh, as Mr. Spurrier may have. Okay, isn't like the definition of exposition to you know wordy form of explaining something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not explaining anything. No, I I don't. They're like, just talking for the sake of talking. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the it could become relevant later, but it's not interesting enough to hold us while it seems like it's just banter. If, yeah, if I this mean, was played I, out linearly, this would have been a much better book. I would, I would agree Possibly. with that entirely. I yeah, also this is think like an that image mo right now. Just I know throw throw the cards on the book and here this is where it goes. Because it seems very clever, and once I'm sure they had to pitch more than the first issue, and so when you have a chunk of the story, it probably sounds very clever. Like, oh, I see how that comes together. Right. I think. Yeah. Sorry. It doesn't hold in there. I think it's this just will read enough. so much better as a trade. Yeah. Like, where you can get... Because th- I, I would have to imagine that the second issue... And I'll probably read the second issue just to just to find out. But I can't imagine that the second issue will be jumping through time as much as it does in the first one. Neither but, does Blackjack catch him. We're going to have to find out about the relationship between the blue-haired girl and the zoologist or the zookeeper. Right, because that I mean, just what happened to her. Or? That just ended. Anything. Like, no. well, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of assuming that <coughs> they broke up and she wants her life back because this whole werewolf thing kind of threw it into a. Are you hell. sure she's not dead? She could be dead. I don't we know. don't know. That's my point. <laughs> but there's nothing indicating she would be dead. But there's nothing indicating that she would be alive as well. She's in a quantum state. It's beautiful. <laughs> What's that, Schrodinger's zookeeper? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Until we see her again, she is both alive and dead. I want so that to be the title be. for the episode. What, I'm going to forget so someone's going to have to write it down. Schrodinger yeah. Zookeeper? Yes. Done. I thought we were going to go with extendable pseudo prick. But... I don't really want to put that on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know what picture I would make for that. So I do. Anyway. There's only one picture. Oh, yeah, I'm staring at it actually right now. There's Why? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Evan, yes, yay or nay? I'm going to check out number two uh, just because I want to see if it goes linearly. I think it will. But this, read it slowly. <laughs> read it, but read it slowly. Fair enough. Matt? I there, there really needs to be an incredible reason the werewolf is also electric or else Boogie it's Boogie. really stupid. It's <laughs> a very good point, sir. <laughs> Dean? Narp. Narp, and uh, I would say wait for the trade. This this to me seems like a book. Like I will probably read issue two, and then wait for the trade to finish it. I'll <laughs> read issue two because I'm a sucker. Because <laughs> you are a sucker. Speaking of a book that was not for suckers, Faith Number One, written by Jody Hauser. That was a terrible segue. That was horrible. With, yeah, that was awful. With yeah, art by Francis Portella. Um, Faith is a new Valiant book 
uh, picking up the. Uh, oh, hang on. What the oh, fuck son of a sorry, bitch. Sorry, sorry. Only one of us is allowed to have a fuck up per episode, Dean. Yeah. Let me go. I was just getting to the to the sweet part. Anyway, um best part is you can sync Dan, Evan, and I on our humming. You absolutely can. So, uh, Faith Number One picks up uh, after the uh, crossover that Valiant had uh, over the summer, I believe. She was a, uh, a part of the Harbinger Foundation. She was part of a team. She left the team at the end of the book. There was this big, uh, this big crossover that Valiant had where they were fighting Harada. It was uh, it was badass because all the uh, all the Valiant books seemed to be just really fucking good, mm-hmm. and uh, I think this one just kind of continued in that that uh, that tradition. Of oh, really? the Valiant relaunch, um, we have the the main character Faith Herbert, uh, who's also known as Zephyr, like that's her superhero name. And what I think is so cool and charming about this book is that she is a superhero who really loves being a superhero and is way into like pop culture and nerdy shit. Like if you look in her her apartment, there you can see uh, there's a Jack Skellington picture or a Jack Skellington like stuffed pillow. Back there, there is a Godzilla, a fucking Darth Vader is there. It looks like the uh, the General Lee from Dukes of Hazard is there. There's a PlayStation controller in her apartment. Like, she is a, a fucking geek who also happens to be a superhero. That, to me, right away was, was cool. Like, I dug that part of it. And this basically just details her life uh, moving to Los Angeles, and she wants to get a job as a reporter because that's what superheroes do so they can keep their nose to the ground and, and keep an eye on things. And instead it turns out that there's no, uh, there's no actual reporters anymore. So she works for like a shitty blog and there was a kind of a funny panel of actors named Chris who should play superheroes on the big screen. <laughs> like that's some bullshit you would read. Like that's a listicle bullshit article <laughs> that people would post. Um, her boss is like a super crazy caffeinate, caffeinated like fucking demon woman in the panel that they draw her in, like the fake smile of just, okay, we need to get those numbers up, shit. Just wanted to punch her in the face instantly. Her co-workers are, are kind of funny. And then, you know, as she's flying home from work one day, she she is talking to Archer from Archer and Armstrong. Like she flies home. um, finds it like there's a headline that faith was spotted in the skies above los angeles and there she's talking to archer she's like eating sushi and shit because that's what all good nerds do um they're talking about like operas and just different stuff and genre sci-fi tv shows and she gets an alert on her police scanner that there's a, a robbery going down so she busts into this fucking thing and what I liked that the book did was before like big events happened in the book they showed like a fantasy sequence of what she thought might happen Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like in this one in particular, like the first panel is like there's a pirate and a mugger and like an alien mad scientist guy and like an evil cowboy and what looks like a fucking DBZ character. And in the second panel, there's like all sci-fi robots. There's like a fucking Dalek and shit that's in there. And in the third panel, it's just a, a hot shirtless dude. And then she looks in and in reality, there's puppy nappers. 
<laughs> she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Basically. And they get into a fight. They shoot at her. She freaks out and says, don't shoot at the puppies. And then blows all these assholes out of the building. Calls them schmegheads, which is like my new favorite insult. They then cut to her talking to her mysterious uh, counterpart, uh, X, at X on Twitter, apparently. And uh, he says that there were some, some children that were part of the project that are being hunted down again uh, to be taken back in and used as the psionically gifted psyots. She goes out to investigate, uh, compromises one of the sites, and crazy blonde-haired blue-eyed dude just blows up the house that she is in investigating. And that's where the book ends. And I fucking loved it. I can't wait to read the next issue. I don't know, man. Um, I think really? It's, I, well, you know what? It spent too long kind of ramping up to the actual fun part. Uh, mm-hmm. You had fourteen, fifteen pages of just all this. Like, all right, this is her job. This is this is the website she works in. This and that. I'm, you could have explained that on like four pages. What it was was fifteen pages of every other comic book printed. There was not an original thought theory or nope. hypothesis posed in the first two thirds of this book. Yeah, I, like I, think I almost that was put the it point, down. Though I did. Did you really? Yeah, didn't make it through. Really. Mm-hmm. Matt, what about you? They had to. It's, it's an existing character from an existing storyline, but they had to cover everything about her for new readers who were just picking up the book. So it was a right. complex thing. You have to, like, people who know her would enjoy seeing what you know her life is like now, and they're familiar with her her traits. But people new to her have to be introduced properly. So that's why you end up with the first issue that's mostly just her life. And uh, I thought the book was really good. And uh, the art's good. The writing was pretty good. I hate when they do text messages and try mm-hmm. try to seem like they're doing real text messages because I don't care if it's authentic. It sounds stupid as hell. That is a very fair point. I'm the only person on the planet that... Text people in complete sentences, I guess. But <laughs> despite the fact that I thought it was a really good book, I'm almost entirely uninterested and probably won't pick up another one. Fair enough. Well, I guess I'm the only one giving it a solid buy. I thought it was really charming, and I I kind of really like the fact that Faith as a character is a plus-sized superhero. Why? Why do you like that? No, no, no. Hold on. That's not what I like about it. Oh, okay. What I like about it is the fact that Faith is a plus-sized superhero, and it was not mentioned once. Well, yeah, she, I did she, like she, that, It's too. just her. She it's just her character. She has personality to carry everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that was about as offensive as it gets. No, no, I, 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 <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, just fucking with the, you. The, uh, fuck, man. Fine. Fuck no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know. It's something what, about her. Like, I, I enjoy, like, listening to her talk, but I think that's because she kind of talks like I don't know. I would fucking talk to people. So yeah, it's like a, she, it's a good character. Talks that's like why. I think it's a good character, and I, I really did appreciate the fact that this doesn't look like every other because I think okay, if this but, book, I. Hold, looked me, like everything else it yeah it, i don't know you are saying that it doesn't look like everything else but it literally said the same exact it thing did. as everything else well and like i said i think that was kind of the point to show that this is a character who is so obsessed with this sort of thing that she is trying to almost force it to be 
what we think of as traditional superhero storytelling tropes mm -hmm. and when she gets to an actual thing it's puppy nabbers you know not some big fucking crazy thing it's it's the mundane minutia of what superhero life and trying to do the right thing and stopping crimes would actually be spider-man doesn't spend most of his time fighting the green goblin he spends most of his time webbing up assholes who are trying to steal old ladies purses okay you know what i mean like now, I agree that that doesn't make for the most interesting storytelling, and if that's what every issue of this book is, I will drop it pretty hard, but I don't think that's where it's going. With yeah, because it. puppy nappers don't blow up minor superheroes. Right. They, do they blow up major superheroes? They, they do. try. Okay. That's oh, no, puppy nappers. No. <laughs> yeah, they MO. try. No. I mean... What was that? What the hell? No, it wasn't the dog nappers that were blowing her up in the end. No, like, it was that blonde-haired, blue-eyed dude. She's yeah. significant because somebody's trying to kill her, I think, in a backwards way. Right, somebody from the Harada Foundation, um, I believe is what it was called in the book. I haven't read it in a while, the Harbinger stuff. Like the I, Harbinger I, War I, crossover. The art in this book is beautiful. It is a beautifully done book. Uh, Storytelling-wise, like you know, linear storytelling, they did a very, very good job. The differentiation between, like, her daydreams and shit and reality, like, it was clear. You could see that they were having fun with it. Mm -hmm. It was it was visually well done. I'll give it that. Story-wise, for me, it just... Just... <laughs> I, think, I think if you pick up issue two, you might be pleasantly surprised. Okay. I think this is a book that definitely needs more than one issue. Um, but I, I'm a, I'm a big Valiant fanboy. I mean, like I've, I've loved almost every book that they've put out since they've relaunched. So like, were I'm not a, surprised that a, this was in my wheelhouse. A you Valiant know? guy before? I was. Okay. I, I really like, I enjoyed the shit when I was younger out of like the fucking Solar Man of the Atom and Magnus Robot Fighter and, and Shadow Man and Rye and okay. all that stuff. I, so, I mean, this is, this is, this book is for me. Okay. So. Like I said, I, I didn't hate the entirety of the book. I just thought it spent a little too much time ramping up for me, just personally. All right, so... Was this written by a man or a woman? I believe it was written by a woman. Okay. I believe. Because um, I feel... I could be wrong about this. I could just have, like, a lens on how I look at things. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask. Is it a thing to attract female readers to comics by not only having a female protagonist but emphasizing her normal everyday uh you know secret identity life like, that, 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 is that seems a thing? to be what the publishers think because i personally i hate those it, <laughs> if you want uh, the way i see it if you want to have an equal footing female superhero you need her to just be out kicking ass like the rest of the male superheroes. It's right? it's kind of the argument, the the Lego argument of Ooh, like I've Legos are not gender specific toys by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, they are. Or Boys are not they, allowed to play with the pink ones. Well, that's the thing. They were not gender specific toys. There they were started not. There were male and female um, minifigs. And they all looked the same. 
Some of them had longer hair and little like outlines of boobs on them. <laughs> like that was really the only difference. With the Lego Friends set, those are quote unquote four girls. The minifigs that come with those are not Lego minifigures. They're dolls. They're Polly Pocket dolls. So, you know, did they have to do that? Is it kind of just pandering at that point? Like I know my wife, who is a huge Lego fan, is hugely pissed off every time we walk down the toy aisle and my kids, both of whom are girls, even look at one of the Lego friends sets. She's like, no, fuck that. You're not getting that shit. You know, because they, it, because it it's still it, Legos. I know. I and I'm not saying I agree with her. They will still hurt when you step on them barefoot. <laughs> they will hurt. Oh like my a god, son it hurts so much. But they don't need to exist that way. It's also but, where the but why the is Lego it wrong that they do. I don't know that it is, but like one thing that they did that was wrong, I feel anyway, is that in the uh the Avengers tie-in set that they released, the Blackbird, um in the movie, Age was of Ultron. Was a white bird in blackface? I'm it sorry. Was. It was. so offensive. <laughs> it was the Mr. Popo bird. Um, sorry. Jesus. It's that was too, bad. I apologize. It was. Um, in the movie, Scarlet Witch, or Scarlet uh, Black Johansson. Widow. Sorry. Johansson. Yeah. Scarlet Johansson um, rides the motorcycle out. Of, it's not the Blackbird. It's the fucking Quinjet. X-Men's uh-huh. Blackbird. She rides the motorcycle out of the fucking Quinjet and picks up the shield and it's badass scene in the flick. And in the toy, it's Captain America that right. is on the motorcycle. You mean like that the was first time huge... Captain America showed up? Where he no, rode no. a motorcycle for the first two thirds of the movie? No, no. This is the Avengers Age of Ultron set with that it is that specific scene replacing Captain America or replacing Black Widow with Captain America. So it, it is just kind of that, like, does it need to exist that way? I don't know. It, it's an interesting argument. It's a podcast for another podcast, and we have to wrap up because we're almost out of time. We'll have, um, to, we'll have to start a Lego podcast for that. Oh, God damn it. We certainly will. That'll go along with my uh, Golden Girls episode-by-episode episode podcast <laughs> that we were talking about last night. I'm so excited about it. Or a podcast about attempts at targeting toys towards women. There you go. That seems like a very specific... Anywho, are we going to talk about the last one? Sure. Yes, I was going to segue from Golden Is Girls. Is Dean still here? I don't oh, think yeah, I so. fell asleep. I'm all right. I woke up. Oh, man. Wow, Dean, you're not supposed to tell the listeners. Dean's not into be... social justice. No, he's really not. You wouldn't be a superhero. Uh, transitioning I'd be plenty from... of... Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even going to go with my segue now. Last book that we read this week was Old Man Logan number one. Uh, written by Jeff Lemire and uh, art by Andrea Sorrentino. Uh, this takes Logan from Secret Wars and from the Brian K. Vaughn, or was it Brian K. Vaughn or Mark Millar? Millar, wasn't it? Millar, that did the Old Man Logan storyline, uh, took him out of Secret Wars, puts him back into the current Marvel Universe. And I I didn't realize it until I read this book, but I have really missed Wolverine. Like especially this one, Holy proper, fuck. badass, not saying bub, Wolverine. I have missed this character. Like I didn't know, I I didn't realize how much I had. I fucking loved this book. This was dangerous, badass, take no shit, Wolverine. It was written perfectly. 
The art, I love Andrea Sorrentino's artwork. I think he's the perfect artist for this style, this just gritty, mm-hmm. brutal. There was the tribute panel to Dark Knight Returns of <laughs> Logan fucking awesome. jumping with the lightning behind him. It actually says, do you see the signature on it? Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> inspired by or whatever. It's, yeah, in, in, uh, with reference or with regards to <laughs> FM. Um, God, I've, oh, man. So this book is basically just old man Logan wakes up naked in the streets of New York for the first couple of pages, doesn't remember who the hell he is, is freaking out about shit. And then all of a sudden, oh, God, I remember. And we get this gorgeous double page. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. It was just this gorgeous double page of him going, fuck, is the gas on? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) No, just what I thought was this absolutely just gorgeous panel of Wolverine in the middle of the street, popping his claws again for the first time, all this tragic shit happening behind him. And this time, unlike other books we read this week, the exposition explained everything you needed to know about Old Man Logan. Like, shit went bad, the villains got together, they got their shit together, they went against the heroes, and Bruce Banner was the worst of all of them. The, which the, is the point everything of this, you needed to know. The point of this exposition was accomplished. Yep. It explained everything that we needed to know about Logan and what he's going to be doing. It explained everything we needed to know about that Secret Wars mess that we really weren't 100% sure on. Yep. And it gets us to the end of the story, which is what? exactly what it's supposed to do. The original story came out last year? Ooh. Was it last year or the year the, the Secret the Wars tie in? Yeah, no, the the no. I when well, did the original come out? That was a while ago, wasn't five, it? Five, six years ago. Yeah. Was it called Old Man Logan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just in the Wolverine book. Oh. I'm thinking of uh, Hulk versus that one, the Wolverine versus oh, Hulk, yeah. which took forever to finish. Now the the original Old Man Logan storyline was just part of the Wolverine book. It was just let's jump Wolverine into the future, and that was such a good story. That was so damn good. So good. I gotta but, find it. But then, uh, much like Cry Havoc, this book is not a hundred percent linear because then we jump into the alternate timeline of Wolverine in the far off future with his son. Um, you know, in the wastelands, the, after everything has gone bad, they go to this black market to trade, which is a downed helicarrier um, in a very Star Wars-esque kind of scene. Okay. Um, but, but, that, but. that flashback uh-huh. happens after a moment of recognition. He sees right. the hat, and that's what brings him back. Exactly. Okay, like it, it wasn't was just done a flashback. It just well. was, <laughs> let's change time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah it, it's a flashback. It did he works. Laugh like that? He does. He goes, oh, Scotty, the well, hat. <laughs> um, I do like the fact that he named his kid Scott. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. So they, they flash back or like flash forward by flashing back to Wolverine like trying to trade for a fan belt so he can fix his tractor. Um, the only thing he has to trade in this wasteland future his son Scott says, "You know, we have four jars of my mom's apple jam, and then this this D list." He even says, "Wolverine even says you're a fourth rate villain that barely made the Avengers radar back in the old times." Um, oh fuck, what was his name? The Butcher, something the like Black that. Butcher. Well, the Black Butcher. The Black Butcher. Yeah, a, a fucking a D list villain at best. Um, fucks with Wolverine at this market, slaps his kid in the face, 
takes his kid's hat and, and Wolverine just says, let's go. Let's go. And, you know, it ends with the kid saying, you know, Dad, if you were a superhero, why don't you fix things? And he says, I'm just, I'm just one man. What can I do? I can't change the world. And then we flash uh, back to the present where we see Wolverine writing a name on his arm. He goes to the, the old local hangouts, shakes down the regular thugs, gets the name of the person he's looking for. And, and we get that image. That's where that image. That's where that image of oh, Logan jumping just, off a I, I rooftop. Just looked at it again. I got chills. So fucking good. It's so I want it on a t-shirt. Fucking <laughs> jumping off a building, blasting through a window, and we see a young black butcher. And Wolverine just fucking cuts his arm off. And the dude's like, I don't even fucking know you. What are you doing? Holy shit. And he's like, is this about that robbery? I didn't mean to hurt those people. And Wolverine just yells at him, you hit my boy, puts his fist under dude's chin, and snick it right through the fucking head. Like, oh, God, it was just violent, gritty Wolverine. He takes out a marker, and, you know, we get some more exposition and says, I understand why I'm here. I'm here to hunt. The names on my list, I have to go a lot higher. And on his hand, he has written, or on his arm, he has written the Red Skull, Mysterio, and Banner. And See, it was now, like, if I was to go yeah, in man. order, like he, Butcher, it's in Butch, it's Butcher, Banner, Mysterio, Red Skull. He's crossed right. off. I wouldn't put Banner next. But I they're going go. to because issue two, <laughs> fucking like, old man Logan. But what's awesome about the, the you want to know what happens next image at the end of this book it is old man Logan fighting the totally awesome Hulk. It's Amadeus Cho. Like, he has the and shorts I on. Can't wait to see him die. Yeah, right? A, Fucking a excited fiery, about it. bloody death. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I love this book, though. God damn it. It just... Man, this just hit every note for me. Matt, it, what about you? It was, it was good. I liked it. I just couldn't... I mean, I think it's actually a good thing because it means the writing was effective but there's a problem with the book he's he's referring to events that happen in a completely other universe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so his his motivations he's he's just a crazy guy he's running around killing people for no particular reason he's under the impression that he has gone back in time right not changed universes. Not everything has reset. He hasn't really spoken to anybody to get the four one one of what actually happened. <laughs> he no, just I thinks know. He I think it's, back in it's time. working. Yeah, I'm just, just saying. Yeah. Like, well, I and I think Jeff Lemire is a very smart writer. He is a yes. very very good writer. I am positive that there will be a payoff for that. Hopefully it's right after he kills the totally awesome Hulk. <laughs> I really hope you didn't in the need next to kill issue. him. Well, fuck it, I did it. I did the world a favor. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and the other thing is that this obviously has nothing to do with his showing up in Extraordinary X Men, where he's completely coherent and controlled. Right. Which is a problem, to be sure. But I'm it's just okay. not going to read that book. Separate books. I'm just going to read yeah. this one. It's fine. And <laughs> pretend that it doesn't exist. Dean, what were your thoughts? Because it's, it's a buy from the three of us so far. Fucking buy it. The fuck? There's nothing to talk about. Just buy the fucking book. It's good. All right. Bloody Wolverine. Just buy it. And everyone needs a Wolverine fix now. Just fucking buy the book. It's did, true. We did have anybody else him. miss him as much yeah. as I did? Oh, I missed him. I missed I, this guy. 
Just right. like you, this one. I've been missing this guy for a while. Oh, so good. So fucking good. God damn it, I love this book. All right, so a, a pretty a pretty solid week of comics this week, but I I do want to end with a bit of news. And that news, gentlemen, Uh-oh. is that DC Comics, Uh-oh. again, Uh-oh. in June oh, no. of this year, Stop. Yeah. is completely rebooting their universe again. Yep. Every book, every book is going back to number ones. They're breaking it, man. They They had... They had everyone eating out of the palm of their hands, and now they're going to fucking break it. They're not only... Everything's going to be set out of L.A., right? Everything's going to be set out out of L.A., um, and they are fully embracing the film and TV continuity. Oh, come on. Like, we didn't need that. So from now on, it's Marvel, Boom, IDW, Image... That's what we're going to be reviewing. Yeah, we're not reviewing right. DC anymore. Um, unless this turns out to be a gigantic success, which I highly doubt. Well, it's it's two years after the new 52. That's not enough two? time. They're really? letting only two? Ready? Check this out. Or maybe three years. I don't know. I can't <laughs> fucking count. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it's still very short. <laughs> it's not enough time. But no, it's it's only it's two years and a couple of months because they are rebooting. They're letting the main books get to issue. You guessed it, fifty fucking two, and then they're going to reboot them again. Well, like you're mm. breaking what All right, makes Aquaman the is it, good. It has been forty eight issues of Aquaman, which yeah. is from the beginning. Uh huh. That's four years. Yeah. All right, so, so five years, whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> but still, it's still short. Still five short. Years. No, th- still like short. you shouldn't be doing that. Like, you... all right. Let's see what we're gonna miss. Aquaman was really good. I don't know what Art Ops is. Oh yes, I do. I'm not gonna miss that. Batman and Robin Eternal. Uh uh-uh. uh. Meh. Black Canary. No. Cyborg. I'm no. see. I'm be... gonna miss Black Canary. Black Canary's better. Isn't she better when she's with the group? No, I, I really like this solo right. book. Cy- really Cyborg do. should always be in a group. Deathstroke yeah. shouldn't have his own book. Nope. Grayson. Blech. Uh, I hated He-Man that book. and the Eternity War. So good. Jacked. I don't remember that one. That's you guys a Vertigo like book. Okay. Justice League 3001. Not Meh. 3000. 3001. Uh, Last Gang in Town. These are all like within the first. Nothing is older than 16 issues. I know. Because that was their second restart that they did. The second restart, yeah. They they broke, like... DCU. Yeah. Well, and and the other part of this story is is that, like, their biggest selling books, um, so, like, Batman, uh, which Scott Snyder is leaving, and Greg Capullo is leaving, by the way, they are going to apparently to Detective Comics, or it might just be Snyder going to Detective Comics without Capullo. Um, but is the there a detective main... running currently? Yeah, yeah, there okay. is. It's um, always been okay. It's okay, yeah. It's uh, I believe Tony Daniel was doing oh, it, right, may right, still right, be right, doing right. it. I don't know. Um, but the Batman book will be going bi-monthly, so twice a month. The Superman <sighs> book, twice a month. Like, their, their big, their best-selling books are now all going to be twice a month. Why? Which means the story... It, I don't know. I am... <sighs> it makes me sad. 
I don't it understand makes me it. Grateful that I know of nefarious means to get books. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, I, I don't listen, know what you're talking about. You guys about. can say whatever the fuck you want. The fact that they're gonna charge me four dollars uh, twice a month, Evan, go Evan, yes, Evan. Don't say it on the air. Well, I'll edit it out. It'll okay. all be beeps. Beep. So, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm. I am not even cautiously optimistic. No, I am it's, not. It's stupid, I am not going to be an optimist. Prime. I am going like, to be a even... Negatron. Is this effort or is this lack of effort? I can't even tell if it's one or the other. No, it's I, just stupidity. They, they, they think, you know, they could just restart it and they're going to win the uh, the readers that they lost when they fucking started making bad moves. Fact of the matter is you're going to make bad moves and that's understandable, but you can't just hit the restart button every time it goes south. Well, at this point, I, Kevin Smith said a really smart thing on one of his mm -hmm. podcasts. It was on one of the Smodcasts, I think. And he said, you know, at some point, should we embrace a continuity-less continuity, whereas every every year, like every January, it's a number one, and you have a 12-issue story, and then the next year, it, it's just a brand new thing. And enough. Well, then why so nothing's canon them? anymore. Yeah, nothing is canon, and, and just... Just tell stories. Don't worry about the rest of it. And it seems like that's kind of what DC is half-assedly doing here. It's uh, I don't know. You know that's not what they have planned. What they well, have planned is just to hit the restart button again because they broke too many things. Well, but then, like, are we going to go back and have to catch people up? Are they going to pick and choose from the new no, they're gonna fucking continuity pick and, and the old and continuity, gonna... and that's... That's really exactly what's going to happen. They're, they're going to pick and choose what they want. They're going to take the stuff from the TV and movies that they like, put that in, hope it works, and then throw it at people and be like, look, we, we made things I again. I suffered through convergence for, for nothing. nothing. For nothing. Well, this is the, you know, it's, it's unfair that we are saying these things about DC when Marvel is currently in the mix of doing that. They're literally right now resetting their universe. R right. With a bunch of new number ones. Mm -hmm. A lot of hipster a secondary lot of hipsters. characters. <laughs> Love the hipster secondary characters. Okay. So uh, maybe, well, okay. And in how many months time are we going to hit Civil War 2? Which is going to completely redo the whole universe again. Look, I the only thing fair I, point, can, Evan. I can say about Marvel is they've never truly tried to hard reset things like they've done some stuff and there's been different characters going to different sides and different storylines and whatnot but there's never been a what's going on now right they, they, they haven't literally well that's not true they just did it well no they didn't though because like if you look at the franklin richards character and what he is doing he because they pulled him out of the timeline of all the characters that got killed, Franklin Richards was not a Doom recreation pulled from another world. This was the Franklin Richards from the 616 universe. So as he is throwing stuff back together, he is, and it's a bit of a cheat, sure, but he is throwing back the continuity that we all know. Like, you look at the Daredevil book, and it, everything that's happened in Daredevil still happened. And well, I that's got, the important thing. They, they didn't get rid of much. They had an opportunity to get rid of things, and they didn't undo 
Spider-Man and Mary Jane's or Peter Parker and Mary Jane's marriage being undone by a deal with Mephisto. Like they didn't undo that. That still exists. So I there's no s- hard reset. It's yeah. just I I got to say this was told better than the uh the Flashpoint type stuff because at least like maybe not the what's going on but the how was explained very clearly like in Flashpoint it was just I'm going to run fast and then and then I'm I'm going to go back in time and then all these weird things start happening and and I'm back but now Superman doesn't have underwear on the outside exactly what the fuck? like it, what? like it that made like it it was like this is this no more questions where Marvel was like, all right, well, this is this, and this is how it happened, and deal with it, I guess? Sure. Like, it, I, don't, I don't know. It's just it, they kind of eased you in rather than DC just kind of throwing you into the deep end of which, 12 feet of cold water. But which is which is better? To work your way through a universe that you think that you know and love and you want to find your bits and pieces that you're comfortable with or someone saying, no, fuck it, it's all gone, Get used to this. I applaud Go. DC for what they did. I'm I'm not saying it was right or wrong or anything, but I mean it was a ballsy move, and in the end, it paid off for him for mm-hmm. a, quite a while. Um, up until convergence. <laughs> until that. Uh, fuck yeah, up. Well. Nah, you, you know you can even go back <laughs> to where they started canceling some of the earlier books, like uh, Dial H and the original oh, Death Dial Road H was stuff. so dope. Yeah, man. That you was know, such a good book. It just shit like that, you know. They they flushed down a lot of opportunities in the beginning, and um, well, here they we are. That because we weren't buying them. I That's... I bought Dial H, man. I love that book. I, well, I, when I say us, I mean the awesome. Royal Us. I loved <laughs> Men of War. Yeah, it was a good book. Great book, and that what lasted four issues, <laughs> something like that. It was a great book. It's though. sad, but you know it is <sighs> what it is. On that note, announcer guy, say some stuff. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geekade crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geekade website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geekade by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekade.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan. Thanks again, announcer guy. And once again, thank you for listening to the Paper Cuts podcast. That's going to wrap up issue 69 of uh, of this this just lovable train wreck that we do week in and week out. Next week, make sure you tune in for a lot more talk about comic books. If you want to get in touch with uh, the royal us, as Evan put it, you can send an email to us at mail at geekade.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, get a hold of us that way. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at geekadedan. You can follow Evan at um, geekade underscore Evan. You can follow Matt at geekade Matt. And you can follow Dean at Kimono underscore Vestlord. I had to think there for a second. I was really hoping you would you had changed it. <laughs> like you were just like leading up to it. Why do no. I gotta change it? Don't fucking hate on it, man. That's you the name. You don't have to change it. No, you it's don't. beautiful. It it's is. a unique snowflake. God damn right. Thank Kimono you. Kimono underscore geek life. You can also check us out on all different types of social media. You can check out our Facebook page. You can check out our YouTube channel. You can check out a, check us out on Twitch. You can swipe left on Tinder. I think is left the good one. I don't know. I'm not no. on Tinder. I'm married. No, I, I don't think so. But is they would swipe, swipe left for us. It's swipe like... right on Tinder. Follow us on Tumblr for lots of pics of uh, Dean nude. It's weird, but you know, 
he's expressing himself. It's art. If you have a moment after you listen to the show, head on over to the iTunes page and leave us a five-star review and a nice little rating there. It helps get more eyes and ears on the show. Join us again next week where we will talk about, oh, I don't know, Tukey Saves the Humans number four, I think will be one of the books that we're, that's what I'm looking at right now. Until that time, for Matt Much, for Dean DeFalco, for Evan Goldstein, and for Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan. What? Oh, did I? Did I drop? Oh dear! Oh no! Son of a bitch! Well, he's Players. probably talking and still recording on his yeah, own side. Yeah, I think so. he is. Yeah, that's true. He is, which oh. is going to sound really weird. Damn it! When you try and edit this all back in, well, he can still hear us, right? He knows no, we can't hear him. Apparently not. Ah, uh, shoot! Can you hear Dan? Schnookums. Muffin love. Baby. Honeydew. Hello. Pooksy. <laughs> And there he goes. And he's gone. Oh, is he gone? Oh. I'm I'm gonna do this over again because D- Dan cannot this hold a annoying. call. It'll get bad. Hang on, I'm I'm gonna Just, call everyone back. Hang I on. am annoyed. Dean? What the f how are you still here? How how are we still talking? I hung up. Evan? Should I hang up? You <laughs> what the hung fuck? <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh, there's so going, many outtakes. Dude, he broke Skype. <laughs> there's so many outtakes. This is awesome. He fucking broke it. I don't. I'm hanging I'm not up. A, I'm hanging up. Everybody hang up. Cl- Wait, how? Where? Where's the hang up? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Matt, are you still there? No, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do I hang up? I'm going to hang up. Hello? Oh, fu- I'm gonna Is close anybody the still there? Open it back up again. Hello? God damn it, motherfucker! <laughs> What's happening? Calling us again. What do I do? Don't 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 you fucking pick up. <laughs> We're not doing that this time. I'm so tempted. I'm, a, I'm rejecting that call. Fuck you, Dan. But but No, I'll invite him. Just to check, I just kept recording. That's yeah, right. right? Just, yeah, we're just recording. Okay. Oh, oh it's my God. busy. He's getting a I've never Stop seen God him. fucking damn it! <laughs> So happy right now. He doesn't realize if he hosts the call, he he's running off his shitty connection. So then all of us are shitty. So dial him in now. Go. I keep trying. He keeps calling me. Do it now. Now get to the chopper. Add to group call. Okay. Dan. Yes. There we go. Yay! Dan, just for future reference, you can't call us on Skype. If you have a shitty connection, because then we'll all have a shitty connection. Good. <laughs> Misery loves fucking company. Okay. All right. All right. Um, oh, so, so, yeah, whatever you were saying about Ghostbusters, we totally agree. Excellent, because I didn't stop recording. Good. So fucking have fun editing that. We, I'm none of so us stopped recording. Now. Actually, that helps, Holy I think. shit. I just, I hear that, and in my mind, I go to the super troopers of tap, 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 enhance. Tap, 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 enhance. Am I saying meow? Stenography is a lost art. It certainly is. Do I look like a cat to you, boy? Anyway. Come back. Meow. Meow.